Good morning. Today is Tuesday, March 26, 2019. My name is Elise Paxson, and my podcast is I Am Reading from Burton's Melancholy of Anatomy. Uh, And today's portion is titled The Argument of the Frontispiece. And if you don't know what a frontispiece is, it is an illustration that faces the title page of a book. And, um, of course, this being a podcast, you can't see it, but if you Google it, um, Burton's Anatomy of Melancholy, Frontispiece, uh, look for the images, I'm sure it will pop up. And it's a really interesting um, collection of things. And in this poem, um, Burton talks about each square in the uh, illustration. And the poem begins... Ten distinct squares, here seen apart, are joined in one by Cutter's art. And just to explain that, um, what happened is that to put that picture together, they were all separate pictures and had to be, I assumed, uh, glued down in some way uh, before printing so that it was one illustration. So, part one. Old Democritus under a tree sits on a stone with book on knee. About him hang their many features of cats, dogs, and such like creatures, of which he makes anatomy, the seat of black collar to see. Over his head appears the sky, and Saturn, Saturn, lord of melancholy. Part two, or picture two. To the left, a landscape of jealousy presents itself unto thine eye a kingfisher, a swan, and hern, two fighting cocks you may discern, two warring bulls each other high, to assault concerning venery. Symbols are these, I say no more, conceived the rest by that's afore. Picture three. The next of solitariness, a portraiture doth well express, by sleeping dog, cat, buck and doe, hares, conies in the desert go, Bats, owls, the shady bowers over, in melancholy darkness hover. Mark well, if it be not as it should be, blame the bad cutter, and not me. Picture four. In the under column there doth stand in a Murata with folded hand. Down hangs his head, terse and polite. Some ditty sure he doth indite. His lute and books about him lie as symptoms of his vanity. If this do not enough disclose, to paint him, take thyself by the nose. Picture five. Hippochondriacus leans on his arm, wind in his side doth him much harm, and troubles him full sore, God knows, much pain he hath and many woes. About him pots and glasses lie, newly brought from the apothecary. This Saturn's aspect signify, you see them portrayed in the sky. Picture six. Beneath them kneeling on his knee, a superstitious man you see. He fasts, prays, on his idol fixed, tormented hope and fear betwixt. For hell, perhaps, he takes more pain than thou dost heaven itself to gain. Alas, poor soul, I pity thee. What stars incline thee so to be? Part seven. But see the madman rage downright, with furious looks a ghastly sight. Naked in chains, bound doth he lie, and roars 
amain he knows not why. Observe him, for as in a glass, thine angry portraiture it was. His picture keeps still in thy presence. Twixt him and thee there's no difference. Picture 8 and 9 Boraj and Hellebore fill two scenes. Sovereign plants to purge the veins of melancholy and cheer the heart of those black fumes which make it smart. To clear the brain of misty fogs which dull our senses and soul clogs. The best medicine that God e'er made for this malady, if well essayed. And finally, picture ten. Now last of all, to fill a place, presented is the author's face. And in that habit which he wears, his image to the world appears. His mind no art can well express, that by his writings you may guess. It was not pride, nor yet vain glory, though others do it commonly, made him do this. If you must know, the printer would needs have it so. Then do not frown or scoff at it, deride not, or detract a whit. For surely as thou dost by him, he will do the same again. Then look upon it, behold and see, as thou likest it, so it likes thee. And I, for it, will stand in view, thine to command, reader, adieu. And that's my reading for today. Um, hope you have a great day, and see you tomorrow.